Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of July 29th through August 4th, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period decreased, uh, during which the security community was focused on the research and vulnerability presentations at the Black Hat, DEF CON, and B-Sides Las Vegas security conferences. New security updates were released for WordPress, PHP MyAdmin, Google Chrome, and Wireshark. The WordPress and PHP MyAdmin updates should be considered a priority as these applications continue to be frequently targeted by attackers to compromise web servers for malicious use. A new Microsoft Internet Explorer garbage collection memory address information disclosure vulnerability was reported, but has not been confirmed or addressed by Microsoft. Cisco released three security advisories, uh, one for an authenticated command injection vulnerability in multiple Cisco content network and video delivery products, a WAAS central manager remote code execution vulnerability, and Cisco OSPF LSA manipulation vulnerabilities in multiple Cisco products. The OSPF vulnerability is a multi-vendor vulnerability with a coordinated release led by U.S. CERT. Cisco also released four security notices during the period. In continued activity, reporting continues on the semantic web gateway vulnerability reported last week, which has exploit code available and an update available from semantic. Exploit code was also posted for the Oracle Hyperion 11 vulnerability reported in the Oracle Critical Patch Update uh, for July of 2013. Exploit code was released last week for the Windows kernel driver vulnerability reported in Microsoft Security Bulletin MS13-005 in January of 2013. Vulnerability and threat activity for July and the current year continue to show a 10% increase over the same periods in uh, 2012. Organizations are advised to review and consider reports and studies on new methods for vulnerability and risk management to remain current with the increasing activity levels. IntelliShield published 116 events last week, 63 new events, and 53 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. With September being designated as U.S. Disaster Preparedness Month, FEMA has released a mobile device application that will allow users to receive the latest information on local and national disasters and emergency situations. The goal is to provide information during and after an emergency event to assist FEMA in the impacted areas and allow application users to share information through FEMA on local situations. FEMA has been widely criticized in the past for its response and handling of emergency and disaster situations, with locally impacted communities often spontaneously using mobile and social media to assist those impacted and to share information. With the new FEMA application, information sharing can be centralized and shared directly with FEMA and first responders. Cisco has often been involved in these emergency responses with the Cisco Tactical Operations Team that delivers cutting-edge technologies to disaster sites.
The Cisco TACOPS team is aware of the application and will take the data into consideration during the information gathering process while conducting disaster operations. And next, in the trust risk management category, a University of Texas professor and students conducted a live experiment demonstrating their ability to override the global positioning signals. They were able to successfully direct a yacht with false GPS data. The false GPS data caused a change in the vessel's course without the crew's knowledge and was verified through manual location ver verification. The experiment was conducted by transmitting a local GPS signal that started as a weak signal but was increased to override the actual GPS satellite signal. GPS systems listen for satellite transmitters without verification of the legitimate signal. The reality is that any technology can be abused, and there's a difficult balance between creating a product that's cost-effective and one that's secure. If GPS developers had incorporated security safeguards into GPS devices, it would have been too costly for the average consumer. Authentication of the satellite signal and integrity messages are planned, but this change requires a new generation of GPS-GLONAS uh, satellites and GPS receivers. Authentication methods do exist, but are mainly for military use. A, a note concerning this experiment, it, it demonstrated the growing dependence on the current technologies and services, and was highlighted in the recent crash landing at San Francisco International Airport. While the GPS system is highly reliable and has been in place for decades, can the driver of a car, ship, or aircraft crew navigate successfully without the GPS system? In the case of this experiment, the attackers and crew used charts and a sextant to verify their actual position, raising the question of how many crews or individual drivers could do the same. As with all technologies, including security technologies and services, users can become too dependent on them and lose the basic skills that were in place for the profession. And next, in the cybercrime risk management category... Two recent and continuing scams highlight the continued creativity of cybercriminals to take advantage of human and technical weaknesses. Cybercriminals have developed a scam to reroute an individual's social security checks in the U.S. by exploiting the recipient and a new online application designed to improve service. A second scam, which would likely deceive many victims, involves a fake courier service collecting and delivering bank cards to individuals that have reported fraudulent activity. While most people consider themselves sophisticated and able to spot a common scam or social engineering trick, these two new scams show the growing sophistication of the criminals. In either case, the users would not likely detect the scam until well after the fact and lose most or all of their funds. While users and organizations are advised to exercise a high level of suspicion whenever dealing with financial transactions and to verify the transactions directly with the institution through an alternate means of communication, it's also recommended that users maintain a high level of awareness of new and evolving fraud and scams to recognize attempted exploits. And next, in the security trends risk management category. Microsoft recently announced the expansion of the Microsoft Active Protections Program, which was previously limited to vendors that provided security systems to detect and block exploits and attacks. The expansion of the program would allow additional researchers and organizations to have early access to information being released in future Microsoft security bulletins in an effort to provide protection, uh, mitigation, and security responses. 
Two recent announcements show the increasing sharing of information. Uh, Verizon announced the availability of the Veris Community Database of Data Breach Information, and the U.S. government announced the availability of the ThreatWatch website. These announcements demonstrate the improving efforts to share security information and expand the community of trusted individuals and groups that have access to the potentially sensitive information. And these are only a few of the information highlights. The entire security community, including both government and private organizations, are building and expanding their information sharing efforts. Several recent articles commented that organizations are using these large data sets to track and prevent malicious activity, and it's become largely commoditized. While many who desire the data would disagree, it could also be seen as a strong sign that the information sharing and availability initiative is making progress. If that is the case, the next step to better security is to improve the analysis, visualization, decisions, and actions based on that information. Security intelligence. That's already the focus of many across the security community and is developing quickly. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, Israeli and Palestinian representatives have agreed to resume peace negotiations, though press reports reflect skepticism on both sides. To achieve this, leaders on both sides have taken unpopular political risks. Israeli President Netanyahu agreed to release 104 Palestinian prisoners, many of whom had been jailed 20 years or more for terrorist acts against Israelis. Palestinian President Abbas softened requirements for resumption of talks, which had included a strict moratorium on new settlement construction and a U.S. guarantee that talks would be premised on 1967 borders. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, who is acting as mediator in the talks, is also working to gain the support of the Arab League leaders. The backing of the Arab League will be crucial to enforcing any Middle East peace deal. While few are optimistic that this latest round of negotiations will achieve a lasting peace, uh, the mere fact that talks have resumed is encouraging. In contrast to the upheaval of the Arab Spring and the Syrian civil war, uh, the Levant has been reasonably quiet in recent months. Israel's economy is growing at a respectable 3.5%, and business collaboration as well as trade between Israel and the Palestinian territories is encouraging. As the emotionally charged peace talks progress, U.S. and Israeli brands and government entities face increased risk of cyber attacks from politically motivated hackers. Experience suggests that malicious activity may take the form of simple distributed denial service attacks and malware from script kiddies, hackers claiming affiliation with Anonymous, uh, the Al-Qassam cyber fighters, the Syrian Electronic Army, as well as possible attacks from Iran. They are less likely to target infrastructure or sensitive information and more likely to be aimed at creating maximum public impact, uh, for example, hacking Twitter feeds and media or government websites. The risk of attacks, uh, both cyber and kinetic, is likely to spike if and when this round of negotiations reaches an impasse. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report... Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.